Welcome back, podcast listeners. We're here with episode 98 today, and I'm going to start on a little bit of a different note, and I will hand it over to Tony at the moment, but we, we talked about relationship building in our last podcast um, and the importance of it, and I think slowly throughout our 98 podcasts that we've done now, um, we've always mentioned a, a client that we love and a client that's been the longest standing client of Kofkin Bond um, and unfortunately passed away uh, during the week or on the weekend. Well, on Saturday, yeah. On, on Saturday and Tony, you were at the funeral Sunday. Do you want to just touch on that? Yeah, he's, um, Les, uh, there's obviously an age gap between us both. Les is 93 uh, and I'm not. Uh, but in saying that though, Les did come become a very dear friend. He actually, Les actually reminded me a hell of a lot of my own father. Yeah. Uh, just a beautiful man. Um, and it was actually quite interesting. I think you saw the tribute I wrote for him. And it was actually quite interesting. I remember just at Christmas he said, this, you know, the secret to a long marriage, Tony, is always do always do as you're told. I oh, know. He said, the secret to a long marriage to Ina was quite simple. I always did what she told me to do and I always got a kiss goodnight. <laughs> and the funeral, you know, it was, uh, it was a traditional Jewish funeral, but it was, um, it was very... Uh, it, was, it wasn't sombre, it was a celebration of a beautiful man's uh, life uh, or, as they say, a beautiful mensch, which is gentleman. Uh, and, uh, you know, his daughter spoke beautifully uh, and uh, told some wonderful stories about growing up, as did his granddaughter as well. And it was, it was, it was emotional but beautiful at the same time. Um, and Ina was dressed in her splendid St Kilda colours, especially for Les. Oh, it's fantastic to hear. Mm. And look, I'm, I'm glad it was. I know he's been a dear friend of yours and someone's important in your life, so to hear that it was a good send-off is good to hear. Um, yeah, it was a send-off he would have been proud of. Tony, we will um, talk, I guess, in line with that, um, and we, we spoke about relationships last week and, and being open, um, and that's how you're going to get the best part of advice. But I think when an incident, like you know, when a death in the family or something major happens, um, it's important that you set up the structures previous to that and you're on a podcast the other week which we will get out to our listeners um but you talked i guess at that first meeting they're talking about being stock pickers and you know if we're going down that route then it's just not the right advice absolutely and uh, actually that was that was a podcast for the australian shareholders association so you could understand that uh basically they always talk about shares on there so uh, but we spoke about what is the benefit you can actually get from a financial planner. And the first thing I said was, well, it well, wasn't the first thing I said, but he used it as his introduction, uh, was, you know, if a financial planner, first of all, is not a stock picker, and if you go to a financial planner and they start uh, talking to you about products of certain fund managers or property or stocks or something like that show me back and walk out of the door because the most important part is we spoke about last week is obviously gaining trust and work both both ways yeah uh, that you actually trust that person they're giving you the correct and best advice and they will service your needs for many decades but secondly in return that um the uh the planner trusts the clients you know if i had a client that ever asked me to do something unethical oh they would not be my client anymore you know, so it's uh, so uh, I just you just you're not going to jeopardise anything, yeah. Um, on that basis as well, so it does go both ways. But go back to things like, for example, the structures, which is what this question was about. As an example, uh, with all clients, 
we help them set up their estate planning and their wills. Yeah. So, you know, even you and Jess, you're still under 30, just, <laughs> but you're still under 30. But, you know, if something was to happen to you, you need to make sure that, you know, Jess uh, is absolutely looked after. And, you know, we're going through our own uh, stuff in here at the moment with our own buy-sell agreements and uh, key person insurances as well to make sure that everything is looked after. So based on that, they're legal documents. We can't draw up those legal documents, but we have to know the right lawyers to actually work with for those particular clients based on their needs. So if we have a client who might have, for example, US citizenship, uh, would refer them to a different lawyer to one that is just your straightforward mum and dad and isn't both employees. Yeah, and I think it's our job as well to go to start probing and asking those questions and go down that because as you've mentioned with Jess and I, we've we've gone down that process. Yeah, um, you've had that adult, haven't you? Jenny? Yeah, have to, we've had to adult, <laughs> and, and but it is having that conversation with each other is, you know, death something that you don't want to speak about. But, no, absolutely. But at the same time, if something's to happen, you don't want to leave them in a in a worse position and, and where they're struggling emotionally um, and financially. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's it's one of the... It is, it is actually hard, for example, my parents' generation. Uh, so I'm only a few years younger than your parents, but if you think of your grandparents' generation, there are a couple of things that just weren't discussed around the dinner table. Uh, money, politics and religion. Um, and out of that came death. So the amount of people who died without wills or the will set up totally incorrect and things like that all, and this is, what, as you know, I give an industry talk about um, you know solicitors, accountants and financial planners working hand in hand with each other. Yeah. So as an example, if a client might come in and they've already got a will, we've restructured things for them to be far more financially beneficial in whatever way that might be. But in doing that, we might have then just gone and created an estate. In the talk I, in the talk I give, I give the example of when my older son Josh came to me and said he's leaving university. Now, I've he was beneficiary of life insurance for a super, my superannuation fund, my self-managed superannuation fund. And based on that, all of a sudden, if I died the following day, because he's now a non-dependent for taxation purposes, he faced a tax bill, yeah. whereas his younger brother didn't. Uh, because he was still at school and a dependent. So, so based on that, you've got uh, this scenario of ensuring that easy solution. Take the insurance out of the super fund, put it in my personal name. Downside to that is, um, you know, I've now created a state in my name in the event of my death just through insurance because I've successfully got everything out of my name. You know, so it's uh, besides maybe a few grand sitting in an ATM card. But... It's basically, it's a case of, in the event of my death, those insurance proceeds for Josh and Jeremy now form part of a state and they are open if somebody decided to sue the estate or somebody challenged them and things like that. So I had to make sure that the will was readdressed uh, to ensure that that money was protected for them and future little Kofkins, which you know, might happen in the next decade <laughs> or so. Kind of going to be clucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I've mentioned that here. a few times, haven't I? Shocking so, in here. Is, uh, give me some grandkids already. Lucky Josh doesn't listen to us. Anyway. Yeah, I know. That's right. So it's, uh, but I think that, that that's a, a, just a very simple example. But there's also other examples where, you know, we've got numerous clients who have been clients in here for 20 plus years who are now in their 70s and 80s. Uh, where they're just not as sprightly as what they were when they first came to me as a client when they were 60. 
Um, and you know we've got one uh, example of a client up in uh, Sydney. Uh, his wife passed away a few years ago now, and we uh, with these very high net worth clients and a lovely couple. Um, and we went and you know we made sure their wills were in place and everything went smoothly for them. But he's now of the age where he reached out to us just uh, prior to the US elections when we were making some changes to his portfolio, which is quite large, and said, Tony, I don't think I can do this anymore. We're going to have to now engage his only child, his son, who's 29 or so, and get him to take over control of that. And we said, absolutely, we already have a relationship with him anyway. But the example of that is when he told us that he was ill, uh, he had emphysema, um, a couple of years back and his health was deteriorating as a result, the first thing we did was withdraw a huge amount of money, virtually all of his superannuation fund, uh, tax-free, and put it in his personal name and then go and make a contribution of 300000 back into the super fund on behalf of his son. So his son's future is set forever. That aside, though, the reason why we did that is because if he passed away, his son is not a dependent, no different than the story I just gave regarding Josh. And basically, his son was facing just under a $300,000 tax bill if uh, he passed away with his money still in super. Yeah. So so based on that, we and we structured in his personal name in a way that, you know, once again, the, the consequence of paying a little bit of tax is very light. And we've got another client there too who's only got, uh, he's divorced, uh, he's uh, nearly 70, he's divorced and, uh, you know, just one child, one daughter and three grandchildren. Uh, but the same scenario with him, it's basically got to the case now where we just made large withdrawal. Uh, from his super fund and put it in his personal name because in his case, uh, his daughter was going to face around about a $2.5 million tax bill yep. in the event of his passing. So by investing it the way we have, uh, the the little bit of tax that he will have to pay per year is never going to be, even if he lived for 30 years, was never going to be the tax bill that his daughter would have faced in the event of his death. So that's the important... Jamie, as you know, I don't go and see a client and say, by the way, how's your health this year? Oh, that, was a, that was a point yeah. I was just about to bring up. It, it's The responsibility also falls on the client with us, and, and we make that clear at the start and, and in our ongoing service agreement that you know, this is what we're going to provide you and our responsibilities, but your responsibility is also to have open lines of communication with us. Absolutely. Because, be be on, honest and open. Yeah, because yeah. as you said, if there's those health issues or there's a major event in their lives and, and they're sort of not addressing it with us, then we might not be able to structure it the way we're meant to. Absolutely, and even even little things like, and these are small things, but as an example, um, you know, if we, as you know, upon reviews every year, a lot of the times, depending on the client's age and circumstances, we're adjusting their insurances down yeah. because their kids have got one year less of school fees to pay, they've taken some money off their mortgage, um, you know, and their super fund balance has gone up, so their million dollars worth of life cover now only needs to be nine hundred grand. Or if they have a five hundred grand mortgage and they've got five hundred grand trauma cover, now that's four fifty. We'll just say trauma cover because you have the insurance that you acquire, not just let it go up every year and not review it. And then so, well, why have you been paying for this for the last seven years? Because realistically, you don't need it. 
Now, based on that scenario, though, we do ask all of the clients prior to reducing any sums insured to go and have a full medical to doctors. Yeah. And that is just because the last thing you want is that scenario of a client, you know, five months later comes to you and says, I've just been diagnosed with something that would have been a trauma insurance payout at the higher amount, etc. So it would have been picked up within that medical. Correct, that's right. So it's um so and, and that has happened a number of years ago now, but with one client uh, with trauma insurance. Um, he when did that when had the blood test done and found out that his PSA was blood count was raised dramatically, tested and he had prostate cancer. Eight years later, he's still alive and going really well, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, but that was actually picked up through to the fact that we were looking at reducing uh, his sum insured because he really didn't need that anymore. Uh, and that was with a very old colonial policy, actually. And the good news story is we've also found out a client's pregnant by also going through the medical. <laughs> that was, well, good news for them. Yeah. So it's a, that, that, was, that was a very interesting one. So it was a case of... Uh, uh, yeah, so the client went and had the blood test done for the insurances and came back and said, oh, by the way, did you know you're pregnant? <laughs> and that's how they found out they were actually pregnant. So it was, it was quite interesting because her and her husband actually had to divulge that to us through what was on the underwriting about two months before they divulged it to their family. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, so we were first to know. Now, that, that's a good, strong relationship. <laughs> so it's, that is. Uh, yeah, but I, I think these are, these are the really important things of that you know the old adage in here, Jamie, and that is no such thing as a stupid question, only a stupid answer. But that, that goes both ways. And I think that there are clients being able to say, here's what's happened, is this effect? Uh, and they're the type of things that are so important. And you know, we had one client, um, wonderful clients, only been clients a couple of years. Uh, we're doing their review for them about a month or so ago. And he actually, at the end of it, just said, Tony, I know you seem to know everyone. We need some solar panels put on our roof. Can you recommend anyone? Because apparently the way our house is shaped, we've had dramas with all these things. And I said, well, in actual fact, yeah, I do. So it's, um, and they're the type of things too, where that is not a financial thing. That's got nothing to do with me making their retirement more comfortable. But that's that's based on the fact that, yeah, we do we do know everyone. If we don't know them, we'll, we'll, we'll pick out. up the phone and find them. Yep, so, but I think this is, it does go back to the importance, you know, Les and, Les and Ina and I have had a wonderful relationship for, you know, going up nearly three decades and it's, you know, it, it was very sad losing Les, but Ina knows, and Les knows, uh, but Ina knows that financially it's just all being done for her. Yeah, you know, so she, Ina's ninety next year. The last thing she, she's, you know, just said goodbye to her husband. The last thing she uh, needs to sit down and worry about is where's the next check coming in next month. Yeah, you know, so it's um, and that and that's also you know, her children are clients of ours and her grandchildren are actually great grandchildren are actually they're their babies but they're also clients of ours too. So and that's that's the idea of that relationship the relationship has to be for decades upon decades i'm not interested in getting the client for one two or three years agreed. it's about long-term relationships agreed thanks tony and i uh, look forward to next week thanks jamie